All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Bobby Podcast. Today's episode is a very special one. This has been a long time coming. I'm really excited for this guest to be on the pod. We got Nico Felice on TikTok. He's on TikTok, he's on Instagram, he's on YouTube. Honestly, he posts, I think, in my opinion, the best full day eating videos on TikTok. And if you know who I am, I'm sure you know who he is by now. He's gained over 200K on TikTok. He's also on YouTube, on Instagram, like I said. So definitely go check him out. That's at Nico Felice. I'll leave his um, ads and uh, everything in the description. Um, Like I said, he posts great full day eating videos. He posts um, great hair tutorials. Love those, especially for me because I have the long hair, so that helps out a lot. Um, he just pretty much just posts how to live a healthy and balanced lifestyle as a college student. So, Nico, how are you, dude? I'm doing great. What an introduction. That's uh, got some big shoes to fill now, but oh, thanks cool. for having me on. I'm super excited. This is kind of the first podcast I've ever been a part of, so I'm excited to do it with you. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. I think, I think we can get into some really good conversation because I think we post very similar content. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, the first question I've, I've pretty much been asking everyone who I have on here from TikTok is how you kind of got started on TikTok or in social media um, and why you kind of started doing it or, you know, one day did you just decide to post or was there a certain motivation for it? So just kind of dive into that a little bit. Yeah, my my TikTok career, if you will, not really career, but it kind of started back in January. Um, I basically had told myself I would never download TikTok. I'm like, this is cringe. I'm not about to get involved in this. I just, because all the TikToks I had seen were weird thirst trap dance videos. I just wasn't about that, of course. And so I made a promise to myself when I got to college last year. I was like, I'm not downloading it. I won't even, whatever. But then a few months went by and my friends were always on it. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll download it. I can do that. And so I let myself slip. I downloaded TikTok and I just watched it all the time, got hooked immediately, of course. Um, and basically, it was around January, February timeframe of last year. Or no, technically this year still. Um, January, February timeframe. Um, at the time, I was training to play Division One soccer um, since transferring to a new school. And so I had been, you know, staying on top of my health, fitness, nutrition, and everything by myself training for soccer that was kind of like my big goal last year during the school year um and basically when that fell through and i got word that like those tryouts were going to be canceled because of covid i kind of you know everything i put um or all my like focus was for making that team and when that you know kind of got destroyed i started trying to figure out you know like what my purpose was like what i wanted to do i didn't really know i didn't really like my major or any of that And I started to realize that some of my biggest passions were like training, health and fitness, eating nutritiously, all those things. And I actually like this is going to I don't know, like I told you this before the podcast, but I don't know if people know this. Uh, You and Brent Stewart and as much as I hate to say it, Tommy Winkler were like three guys that I first started watching on TikTok. And it really inspired me to you know, maybe use the platform in a way to help people um, just with their health and fitness goals. And so that's like the very start to my whatever. Um, But the first kind of videos I started making um, had like no structure. You can go back to some of my first videos and I literally would make just random videos kind of exposing fitness myths, fitness myths, just random stuff. I didn't, I never talked to, that was one big thing. I never 
talked or did a voiceover, I was always like freaked out that I would sound stupid or some of my friends would find it. That was kind of like my initial fear going into starting TikTok, which is kind of funny because now I do voiceovers in every one of my videos. Um, but yeah, so um, I started making these kind of videos um, and some of them started taking off and I was just super confused. I was like, this is cool. We got a couple thousand views. And I don't know something about the algorithm. You start seeing views go up and you just want to keep posting over and over and over. And that's kind of what happened for me. And so views started going up. Um, but I didn't really have any type of like purpose around my content other than, you know, just making some short videos about why eating carbs aren't bad kind of thing. Just random nutritious facts that I knew a lot about. Um, and so that's kind of where my, my start happened with TikTok. And then, uh, I basically decided I wanted to start doing something like more impactful. And that's when Dave Eats was kind of born. I, I saw your, I saw videos of like how you would do it, where you would uh, eat throughout the day and show what you ate. And I'm like, that's really cool. I want to show, you know, how to do this as a college student and just balance everything. Cause there's so much that goes into it from your social health to your mental health, to your physical health. All three of those components, I really wanted to show how you could have balance um, in life. And that was kind of my goal. And that's when Davies was born. Man, that's incredible. I mean, first of all, I mean, I thank you for that little uh, tidbit you mentioned about how, you know, my, my videos at the start kind of helped you kind of get started. I think that's really, honestly, it's pretty yeah. crazy to me because like looking back, like, because I watch my old videos back from time to time and I'm like, dude, these are terrible. Like, I don't know how anyone could even possibly oh, like these. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, obviously, I you know, yeah, like it's, I mean, it's different from our perspectives, obviously, but um, but yeah, and I, I will say too, I'm kind of ashamed to say it now, but yeah, Tommy also was one of like the deciding factors for me to start yeah. posting too, but you know, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, sure. yeah. And I, but I really think it's great that, um, your message is just so impactful to so many people. Um, you know, because with our demographic, especially, you know, high school, college students, so many people, you know, have such like a lack of information. And I feel like, having people within our range or our demographic sharing positive information, factual information that will actually help other people is absolutely huge. And the way you're doing it, I think is extra special. Cause I think, you know, I said it in, in the introduction, but your content, dude, it's, you can tell how much work and effort you put into it because I don't think people realize like, this is kind of like posting your full day of eats and everything is kind of like an around the clock kind of effort. Like, cause you got to post, cause I know you post, everything you do that day, like whether it's going to class, your workouts, everything. So like there's more that goes into it than people realize. And I don't think people really appreciate how much effort you actually put into these videos every day. Um, I mean, I know because I mean, I know how it is. Um, but a lot of people just kind of feel like, Oh, all, you know, all it is is just posting what you eat. That's pretty easy, but no, like there's a whole thing that goes with it. Um, yeah. First of all, I appreciate you saying that, like just, just noticing, the work because it like you know this it takes it does take a lot of work daily to because yeah you're filming just what you eat or what you do but you're also trying to structure it in a way that you can tell the story of your day and so you have to get you want to try to get the clips that best do that and so and that flow coherently so you're always kind of thinking about um the things you're going to film the way you're going to tell your day's story if you will and so it takes a lot of work and but like never has it felt you know, like, oh, I got to do this. I just, I love doing it because I know the impact it's having on people. And that to me, like far outweighs any little inconvenience of having to edit that day or whatever. And so 
yeah, it takes a ton of work, but it's something that I just really enjoy doing. It's actually one of the best parts of my day is like finally getting a video edited and uploaded and then seeing people's reaction to it, kind of talking with people in the comments or seeing what they're saying. Um, and so it is a lot of work, you know, every day you're, you know, having to feel like you need to post, but I mean, that's just something that comes along with social media and stuff like that. And I'm just super thankful to have, you know, an audience that cares about what me a random dude from Kansas is doing in his life, you know? Definitely. And, um, and yeah, I think, you know, I think getting comments, you know, positive comments, at least definitely do help uh, me to stay motivated, at least because yeah, like these are a little bit, you know, they're, they're a little time consuming, but yeah, seeing just like one positive comment saying, Oh, like, I love these videos. Like, I, I love that you do this. Like that helps a ton. Um, and uh, just going back to like the effort that you put in, I know, I remember watching one of your like older videos, it was like, behind the scenes of like you setting up one of your intros on campus yeah. and dude I, that was th- i thought that was so funny because i yeah I, I i can totally relate to that like it's just kind of awkward like setting up your phone somewhere like in public and then just like filming the intro i don't know i think it's really funny it's just oh, like it's, dude, especially because me as a person i i i'm starting to grow out of this a little bit but you know at my most extreme form i'm a very introverted person like i like to keep to myself i could spend you know, a year in my room and never see a soul and I'd be fine. Not actually, but you get the point. Like I am very to myself. I like sticking to my own business and stuff. So when I started doing those intros, it was so out of my element to like set up a camera and have everyone look at me and be like, what is this weirdo doing right now? But it was kind of an active step I was taking to kind of better myself and kind of get out of my shell a little bit. And you can see that through the intros of my like earlier day of eats videos that was kind of when I, now I don't care. Like it just doesn't bother me just cause I'm so used to it. But back then in the very early days of day of eats, um, that was like a huge thing for me just to set up my camera and have people look at me. Yeah, dude, I'm the exact same way. I'm also more of like an introverted person. And that was like a big stepping stone for me to get over that, that hump of like, yeah. dude, like no one really cares too much. Like just do what you need to do. And like, like I think the equivalent for me is I remember uh, when I first started, I would like record myself eating the food itself in the videos and I would try and hide my reactions if I was out in public because I just didn't want people knowing I was doing this for whatever reason. Uh, and like another one would be, would be like if I'm out at a restaurant, I would never like put the flash on for the food, even though right. it would make it look better just because I didn't want like people around me to see I was like recording it. Like I didn't want to be that guy. But like, I mean, obviously over time, like it, that gets a lot easier, like you said. Um <laughs> It's just little stuff like that. It's just, it's pretty hilarious. I can relate to all those little things. Like, yeah, I used to record myself eating, but when I'm with friends, especially in the earlier days when no, like, honestly, at the very beginning, no one knew I really had a TikTok, even when I started doing my first day of eats. Cause you know, I didn't want to, if it was like a flop or something, I didn't want to be embarrassed by it. Once again, all these things I've grown from since then, but that's the initial like hard truth of when I first started, I was kind of embarrassed in a sense. I wasn't ashamed of what I was posting, but I was embarrassed that, you know, someone might find it and play it out loud and, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't film my reaction to eating food. I wouldn't turn on the flash, anything. So I totally relate to that. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, eventually getting over those humps, it really does make a huge difference, especially over time, just like within like the quality of your videos in general, it just makes a huge difference. So just like getting over that, just like that, like that, uh, I guess like the social aspect of it, or just worrying about what other people are thinking it, it goes a long way basically. Um, and just, uh, I want to ask you this within your content in general, uh, with your voiceovers on your, what I eat in a day is your full day of eating. Um, 
your uh, your word choice is is rather exceptional. Is there a is there like a science behind that, or do you just kind of say whatever comes to mind? See, that's I've done. Okay, my family. I've just grown up in a like. If you met my dad, you just instantly know why I talk the way I talk. We're all just very. He comes from Italian side of the family. They're all just super, you know, just expressive with their words, and so. That's kind of just the way I was grown, like raised, basically. It was just with these crazy, crazy verbiage and just words that don't necessarily ever make sense at all, like in any form, but they're hilarious in my opinion. And that's just kind of a way that I talk. And so it's kind of my way of expressing, like, that's actually me. I'll, if you're, you know, some of my closest friends, like, no, yeah, that's the way he talks and stuff. And so I just slowly just started to work that into my videos because, you know, I want to be the most authentic I can be throughout a one minute video and just using random language and terms that only, you know, only I really just thought of in the moment or whatever. It's just kind of my way of just expressing my personality kind of. And so, yeah, it's just kind of the way I was raised and just kind of ebbed into my TikTok career. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. So you're telling me if you were out with your friends and one of them asked you, what did you eat today? You would say I, I curb stomped a protein bar or something like that. Like you would actually say that. Yeah. Like I would legit say that. And I would also be, I would also say gas. I, I, I didn't make that up at all, but I heard someone say it and I just started using it. And then my friends started using it. And so I, I would just be sitting there eating me all like, Oh, this is gas. And then I started working those into my videos because my friends thought it was funny and I thought it was funny. And it's just, so it just kind of how it worked, I guess is terms. I would say that, I would realize people thought were funny. I was like, well, maybe the TikTok people will think, you know, it's funny. And it just kind of worked in that way. But yeah, I'll say curb stomp, slaughtered, like throttled, choke slam, whatever, you know, <laughs> any wrestling moves in the book. I, th- I think my favorite one is drop kicked. <laughs> I love that one. I love drop kicked. Literally drop kicked a Matter X bar. Oh my God. That's a hey, shout out Matter X bars. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, congrats on the sponsorship, sponsorship by the way. Thanks, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that's awesome. pretty awesome. You got me hooked on them, man. I love the uh, the, the uh, apple pie one and the cookie dough mm-hmm. and the cookie crunch. Those are my three favorite right now. If you haven't already, try vanilla caramel. Change your life and just make you a better person. I, I think I saw one at my gas station the other day, so I'll definitely go. It's so good. Yeah, I'll definitely go check it out. Oh, man. But um, so kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, so I know something that we've both dealt with in the past is a poor relationship with food. And I know yep. you and I have both been very vocal about it on the internet, which is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, obviously, your main focus and your, you know, your lifestyle in general is you found a healthy balance with food and fitness and just life in general. Um, was there one day where that all just clicked for you or was this like a long-term kind of thing? Can you kind of like walk your, or walk us through that, yeah. your, your kind of journey with it? Yeah. So I'll, I'll in, as briefly as I can describe kind of where my issue with food started and how it started to recover. Um, basically it all started my senior year of high school. Um, I knew that I was going to go play college soccer out in California. Um, and so I was like, I want to make this the best experience of my life, which it all turned out to be really ironic that the thing I started out as a good thing, like wanting to eat healthier and wanting to play college soccer was actually the thing that inhibited me from being able to play college soccer because I literally dwindled down to nothing and had no energy. So it's, it's ironic how all this worked, but the initial goal was to go and, you know, get in the best shape of my life. But very quickly, without any research or anything, I just was like, okay, I need to eat less. You know, I want to lose a few pounds. I need to eat less. 
Um, but that slowly turned into this just crazy obsession with being small. Like I wanted to look shredded and tiny for no, I mean, no logical reason. It was just, it's just in your head. I mean, that's the bottom line. And so I started seeing the numbers drop on the scale and all that. And I was just, I, I was addicted to that, even though I felt like garbage. Um, and so throughout the summer, I started, you know, working out a lot, eating, eating nutritiously, but just not enough, you know? And so I started losing a ton of weight throughout that whole summer. And, you know, a few months in, I started dealing with like binge eating and I, I had keep in mind, I had no idea eating disorders within guys existed. I, I thought like anorexia, that was something like women deal with. I just didn't know, like, that's how you know ignorant I was to all of it. And so I started having these like crazy binges and I was just like, what is going on? I don't, I don't understand this, but I kept in the dark. I didn't think, I thought, oh, you know, this is the one time thing. Um, but it started happening over and over and over again. And, um, it just became an issue for me, but you know, I just kind of, kept it a secret, didn't tell anyone, didn't tell my family or anything. And I got to college. So that's all during the summer. Then I got to college in the fall. Um, and this was, this was the darkest and hardest period of my life is because I went from living my whole life in Kansas to moving, you know, halfway across the country to Los Angeles, knowing no one, I didn't know a soul and I was playing soccer. Um, but the problem was it all kind of went hand in hand. The problem is even playing soccer, uh, my career started to crumble because I was so skinny and I was so uh, just had no energy and just all these things. And so as soon as I got there, I wasn't getting playing time. I wasn't doing well. I honestly wasn't a good soccer player anymore. I went from being a good, energetic, uh, athletic soccer player. I was legit pretty, like, really good. And I totally lost all that um, because of these habits that I was doing to myself, basically. Um, and so it all just kind of started to spiral from there. I got more and more down that I wasn't doing good in soccer. So I felt like the only thing I could control was my eating and diet and working out. And so I just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And the binges kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I wish I could say it like just stopped at binges, but eventually got to the point where I felt so guilty after those that I would just, you know, I, I dealt with bulimia basically where I just make myself throw up. Um, you know, which is, which is, you know, an, an awful thing. But I just remember the feeling of like, wow, am I really the only one that deals with this? I don't know what to do. I can't, I'm not going to tell my parents they're going to freak out kind of thing. And so I just remember one of the hardest nights for me is all my friends went out to go eat um, in college. And I was just laying in my bed at nine o'clock at night because I was too scared to go out because I knew if I started, if I had like in and out, I would just go crazy. And so I remember just literally laying in my bed halfway across the country, no family I could talk to about it, no real friends out there at the moment. And I just trying in my bed, basically didn't know what to do. And I was just thought I was the only person that dealt with this. I didn't know anything about it and all that. And so that's kind of, I mean, there, there, there are years of, or, you know, a lot, a lot of stories of like situations like that, but that's kind of the bulk of what my life was like out there. And it just kept getting worse and worse. Um, but the point where it finally got to where I had to tell someone was I actually was at a soccer game and I was, I had no energy. I hadn't eaten in so long and I, I straight up fainted on the soccer field. Um, and my athletic trainer is trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I like kind of snapped out of it a little bit and I knew what was going on, but he was, he couldn't figure it out or whatever. And so I finally told him, I was like, I have an eating disorder and I haven't told anyone, I don't know what to do. 
And that dude was so helpful for me because he got my parents on the phone, told them, um, and obviously they were hurt by it. But my dad literally flew out to come see me like the next day. You know, it was just it was just super new and just crazy. But that was the first moment where I finally got it off my chest to you know tell people what was going on with me. Um, but you know, things didn't change for a long time. I'm I'm sure maybe your story is the same as even when people start to know and you start to open up about that, you know, it doesn't just automatically go away. That's just not how it works. Um, but you know, so uh, I'm trying to get, uh, to where, yeah. So that happened and then nothing really changed as much as people just knew at that point. And so I came back for my fur for Christmas break that year. And this is the moment where I realized how big of an issue it actually was and how much it was affecting not just me, but my family is Christmas Eve. Um, you know, you eat a lot of food in the holidays. Everyone knows that kind of thing. Um, but I just, of course, went crazy, binged on a ton of food and then went upstairs while my family was all watching Christmas Carol, which is something we do every year. Basically, all go watch a movie together. And while they're watching a the movie, I'm upstairs in the bathroom, uh, you know, doing doing whatever and my mom basically like kind of walked in on it this is all kind of you know graphic whatever i just feel like it's important to share and so my mom like walked in on that and saw it and it was the first time and just like seeing her you know cry like that and basically that seeing me hurt but also hurting the family kind of thing it was the first like wake-up call for me where i was like this is not okay no matter what like i'd rather be fat and like super fat and happy than a scrawny mess and destroying my family over it. That was kind of the first moment where it just hit me. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm 19 years old. I've got a lot of life. I still want to live. And I can't do that if I'm hunched over my toilet while my parents and family are all watching Christmas Carol and Christmas Eve. Um, and so that was the wake up call for me. And from that moment, I made a promise to myself that like, even if I don't feel like it, even if it's hard for me, I'm going to never not go out with friends to eat a meal. Um, I'm going to do everything I can, you know, to change this because I don't want to live like this anymore. It was, you know, a year of suffering like this and I was just done. And so the initial change happened when I finally decided that I could do it, you know, cause I was the one that put myself in that spot initially and I was going to be the only one that could take myself out of it. People came along and supported me and helped me. But at the end of the day, the only change that's going to be, you know, that's going to happen is when you truly want it for yourself. And that moment when I was hunched over the toilet on Christmas Eve was the moment I was like, I'm done. Like this is, this is done. And I'm going to start working towards, you know, building my relationship with food um, back to where it needs to be. So that's kind of my, my story. And of course, there's a long road of recovery stories that are there, but that's kind of in bulk my story with it. Wow, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's, that's an incredible story. I mean, I, that, I'm sure that took a lot of, you know, courage and guts to, to even, you know, say out loud. Um, and I really do appreciate that. And it is, and I think you brought up some really great, you know, points in general in that entire story, whether it, you know, I think the biggest thing, at least I know I can relate to is when I first started noticing 
that what I was doing wasn't normal, I was like, wait, like this doesn't happen to guys. This only happens to women. Yeah. Like that's that's all you hear about. So when it happens to you, when it happens to you, you think you're the only one out there going through it. You think there's no one else going through it. So that's why you keep it a secret. You don't want anyone to know about it. You don't want to yeah. be embarrassed by it, anything like that. Um, and that's really tough to deal with. And then, you know, obviously you mentioning, you know, being addicted to watching the scale drop. And like, once you see that number go down, you get instantly hooked. And that's all you care about. That's all you think about. Uh, like if I, like I remember for me, I would weigh myself like, you know, every day, if not multiple times a day. And if I gained like 0.1 or 0.2 pounds from the day before, I'd like go crazy. And like, I wouldn't know what to do. Um, and I would just, you know, restrict even less and less. And like, it was just a terrible cycle to get, to yeah, get out of. It's vicious. It's, I, I remember that same thing. I do like, it's crazy how similar the stories are. I, I remember going in and 0.2 pounds is always the thing that freaked me too. So it's funny that you say that because I would see 0.2 pounds up. And then what it does is you're like, crap, I'm doing something wrong, which, you know, I knew that nutritiously, like you could literally take a sip of water and be 0.2 pounds up, you know, but it didn't matter. It's just something about that scale number. And then I would be like, okay, well, I'll just, uh, I'll not eat that slice of bread at lunch and that will equate for, and you do all these ridiculous math formulas that are, would fail you out of second grade geometry kind of things like that don't make any sense. Um, but you just, you lie to yourself basically is what it is. It's just you lying to yourself. And that's so, yeah, it's funny to say that because the same exact thing for me. Yep. And I, I think, you know, one of the bigger things you mentioned as well is like missing out on certain memories with friends or family because you're so concerned about the food that's going to be there. And like, you know, every so often I look back and think about how many memories I've missed out on in the past couple of years because of that. And every time I think about that, I just get I get so down because I'm just like I was really that worried over food. You know, like it's just it's so right. crazy to think about. Um, how many, you know, good times you potentially missed out on because you were going to be afraid of the food that was going to be there. Um, it's, it's, it's really crazy to, to really think about. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It really is tough to deal with. And, you know, I'm thankfully, I know we're both in much better places now. Um, Mm -hmm. like, cause obviously we're able to kind of broadcast, um, our improved lifestyles to the public now um and kind of kind of show people to not make the same mistakes that we made kind of yeah. kind of prevent those that's kind of the biggest thing i know for me it's like to make sure that you know everyone who watches my content doesn't get any ideas that i had or make any of the same mistakes i made i, th- I think that's really important yeah. to make sure i think the, the the great thing about it um is that i feel that the reason i went through those things like, honestly, I, I really believe that the reason I had to go through those things was because eventually I would have this platform. And I remember vividly all the feelings I used to have. It, you know, it's not that long ago. It was, it was a couple of years ago that I was struggling with these things. And so I remember where I was at and that like feeling of hopelessness. Like I'm the only one going through this. I'm a guy. This doesn't happen to guys. I know all those feelings, like the back of my hand. And so, um, it's just, it's, it has given me more like, you know, the ability to use this platform and use it in a way that would have helped me. You know, if I would have been seeing my own TikToks back then, it would have helped me. Like, you know, so that's how I craft my videos. The whole sole purpose, even though it's lighthearted, it's, you know, funny terminology, hairstyling video, whatever, you know, the whole premise of my account at the end goal is just to help people and encourage them on their fitness journeys. Cause I know what it was like 
Um, and I know all the things I learned from it. And I do not want people to have to go through the same things. And if they are going through the same things, I want to help them learn how to live a balanced life just by watching how I do it. You know, everyone's different. Don't eat the same things I eat in my videos. Don't do the same things I do in my videos. But let it serve as a little bit of an inspiration of, oh, I can try this. I can try that. You know, it, I think day of eating videos, you shouldn't try to copy what people are doing. But you can take away how people do things or maintain balance. And that is my sole goal with TikTok. That's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm the exact same way. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure you get plenty of like DMs and messages saying or it's like kind of hitting on how much your videos help other people. And it's such like a surreal feeling because you know yeah. how, I guess I'm just gonna say how, how down bad you were a couple of years ago. Like, you know, that feeling and just being able or just knowing that you prevented that feeling for someone else, even if it's just for a day, you know, if it's temporarily, if they said this video helped me eat today. Um, yeah. It just, it's such, it's such a, it's such a surreal feeling because, you know, we yeah, both know how terrible it is. Yeah. It's really the, one of the best joys of TikTok is getting those DMs. And when I first started making videos and I got like one DM and saw that, I was like, holy cow. Like I really helped this person through this video. And it just, it just ignites this fire in you to want to keep doing it. Cause if you have the ability to, you know, make videos and inspire people, like, freaking run with it and so that's kind of what kept me going is seeing people seeing the help it was providing for people so yeah those dms dude they they hit different it's seriously crazy and i don't know about you i think you kind of mentioned like you kind of went through this for a reason and i wholeheartedly agree because if i never struggled with an eating disorder i first of all i would not have my tiktok i wouldn't have you know, had this, have this incredible platform, which I'm so grateful for. Like you said, you're grateful for as well. Like that wouldn't have even been a thing. So I wouldn't have have been posting about any of this stuff. Um, and another, another thing too, is that I wouldn't have found my, my major of choice. Like I, I entered college as a journalism major, um, didn't like it. I switched to sports management, absolutely hated it. And then it kind of just like dawned upon me last year, like, dude, like go out, like go all out on nutrition. Like like you, like you're really passionate about food and, you know, now you're in this place like where you're comfortable talking about your past struggles with it and you want to help other people. So just kind of go all out on nutrition and like now I love it. So like without, if I never struggled, I wouldn't have, you know, found my potential career path, which is, it's just so crazy to think about. So I know how much it sucks. Like even though it sucked so much to go through, I wouldn't wish it on anyone else. I'm so glad I went through one because without it, I just, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Dude, I 100% agree. It's just, it's like the more mistakes and fallbacks, you know, like I love when you say progress is, isn't linear, you know, how, you know, the more mistakes and fallbacks you have, like the more you learn from that. And so, yeah, all those mistakes, all those issues, whatever brought you to the point where you're at now, which I truly do believe everything happens for a reason. It's the most cliche thing ever. Also like one of the most true things ever, in my opinion, it's just, you're able to sometimes in the moment, you're not able to see why something's happening to you or why you're going through it but you can look back on those times and see how you got out of it and be like oh that's what happened so when people are going through things you know eventually things will get better if you if you make active steps to get yourself self out of that place and you'll be able to look back on those times and and realize why why they took place you might not know in the moment but you will when you're out of it kind of thing so i agree man no, 100%. Like, it, it's it's unreal. Um, 
So once again, thank you for sharing that whole story. That's 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 Absolutely. really that's awesome, man. Um, so I kind of want to switch switch gears a little bit again. So something else we have in common: we're both currently in college. Can you just what year of college are you in? I'm a junior. Oh, me yep. too. Awesome. Okay. Um, so overall, has it been a little difficult to balance TikTok with school and social media, or has it been just kind of like a like a smooth sailing kind of thing? You know, it, it has been this year in particular, just because once again, I, our stories are crazy similar. I switched to a nutrition major because I was like, hey, ding dong, you freaking love nutrition. Why aren't you doing that? You know, this summer is when it kind of hit me. I was like, wow, this is what I should do. Um, and so, you know, I'm taking some harder classes now. Anatomy is a difficult one. Chemistry is hard. You know, those those are hard classes. And so a lot of my time is now spent on homework, obviously, um, and doing school. And I still, you know, I'm trying to get a video uploaded every day. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a difficult thing to get my uploads up, hang out with friends, make sure my social life is still healthy and, you know, get all my classwork done. So, um, it's definitely difficult, but it just comes down to setting your priorities. I know that I'm here for school. Um, and so I've got to get that done first and foremost. I got to make sure I'm in good standing with my friendships and socially, because if not, that affects everything else. You know, if I'm not, um, you know, my, you know, it makes me happy to be around friends. If I'm not around friends and I'm whatever, and I'm sad, I can't necessarily do anything else, you know? So your social life is actually super important, especially in college. So it's just about having priorities for me. And as long as I have those straight, which I'm not always good at, I'm not even going to act like I am. Like some days I'm not great at it. Some days I'm better at it, but it's just trying to manage my time. Well, um, knowing that I'm here for school basically. Definitely. Yeah. I got to remind myself that too. Sometimes that like I am here for school and my parents always tell me the same thing, you know, like, oh, like you're here for school, you know, school always comes first, which I definitely agree with. And yeah, I'm also taking, you know, anatomy right now. That's definitely destroying me. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm in three labs right now and it's, it's so brutal. Like anatomy, chem, microbiome, man, it's, it's brutal, but, oh man, um, anything to get that degree though, man, you already know. Um, Absolutely. So I I know I've uh, I've heard you mentioned a couple of times uh, whether it's on like your live streams or whatever. Um, well, first of all, go to his live streams. His live streams are electric. Definitely check him out if he's ever live. I uh, got you. But uh, I I think you've mentioned a couple of times like if someone ever asks asks you like what's your career goal, I think you say you want to own your own nutrition company. Yeah. So basically, I I always want to do social media and videos, and make videos, and um, you know showcase how you can practically utilize nutrition and stuff. But even more than that, I would love to, my biggest dream is to own like my own supplement company. Basically, I always go back to talking about Nick bear. He's kind of my big, biggest inspiration, just the way he, you know, promotes a healthy balanced lifestyle through his videos and through his content and shows how he trains, shows how he eats and, you know, just, just great stuff from him while he's running a business. And he basically, you know, markets his product through his, social media. And so my big goal would be to, you know, start that company and have it be hand in hand with my social media and just impact as many people as possible through the product and through my content. So that's kind of the end goal with this. And I felt like taking the nutrition route would give me more credibility and also, you know, just teach me more about the the stuff I want to go into. Absolutely, man. That's great. I mean, you're obviously you're off to a great start, you know, with social media, social media and everything like that. And, uh, you know, people tell me all the time, like, and I'm sure this is going to apply to you as well, that like, 
you know, our, our TikToks, they're going to look great on our resumes, man. Like that, that's something that oh, you can yeah. add, like anything social media, like you can put that on the resume. That's going to look great. You know, like you said, give you more credibility, uh, especially having the nutrition degree. Like that's going to be huge. Um, mm. So that's awesome, dude. Seriously, that, that, that's amazing. Um, good, good for you, man. Seriously. And also, yeah, uh, Nick Bear, love his stuff. Will Tennyson too. Love yeah, his stuff, love man. Tennyson. Man, I've been watching Will Tennyson since like... I don't know, like pre-COVID, like it's, I've, man, it's been a while. I started, yeah, I started watching him during COVID, basically. That's kind of when he popped off a little bit, but dude, I, I, he is so funny. That sense of humor to me just dude. absolutely killed me. <laughs> His dry sense of humor, man. His dry uh, sense. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh my God. Um, all right, so I think these last couple topics, I think uh, the viewers will enjoy. I want to get into a quick little uh, energy drink debate because I know we both drink a ton of them. Uh, yes, sir. Which do you think is the best one out there? Here's the deal. There, do you want to know my top right now or just the top overall from a just consistency standpoint? Let's see your top right I, now. Right now. Okay. Right now, 3D is the best energy drink. Period. Done. No debate. I know you're going to th- think something else, but you're wrong 3d is the best it's just it just slaps you in the taste buds and just gives you this exhilarating feeling it's amazing have you ever had 3d no that's the thing i haven't tried it i i recently just tried c4 i don't know if you had c4 yeah Yeah. it wasn't good i tried the i tried the the arctic snow cone it tasted like a blue gatorade i was like this is like i don't know it wasn't that good but no i have not tried 3d i did try the ghost ones, because uh, I saw you ha- try the ghost ones. I there's none I like within my area, so I had to order them through Amazon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried the blue Raz. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I've not tried 3D. What what flavors they have? Uh, so you got like Liberty Pop. You got just a. It's just a white can. It's it doesn't even have a flavoring. You got like berry, um, blue, blue something. I don't know. There's always a blue one, but the flavors are just. They're so intense. Just initially, they just like I said, they just punch your taste buds right off the bat, and then it kind of like, but it's got a good aftertaste. Some energy drinks do that, but then they kind of get nasty after a while. This one holds its flavors throughout the whole can, which is a big. That's a big uh, determining factor for me. Is it if it can hold its flavor, um, then that to me is a good energy drink. I do agree, yeah, because there are a bunch out there that yeah, as you go down or as you drink it further, yeah, it kind of just degrades yeah. in taste, which. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I do have to try 3D. I mean, I really only drink Rain, Bang, and like, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, I know you're a Bang Blue Raz guy. I see, I don't know. Like, I, I am. Like, when it comes to Bang, yeah, that's t- definitely up there, but yeah. I'm kind of losing, I'm kind of losing my Bang interest, dude. I don't know. Like, I, th- I think Rain's kind of taking over for me. Yeah, dude. I think, I think for, for bangs, my issue with them is they're kind of they're kind of like a like a romantic fling. They're really good at first, and then they just kind of get like eh, afterwards. Uh, yes, you know what exactly. I'm so <laughs> that's kind of what I equate them to. I love them because that's that like opened my eyes to the possibility of energy drink right there. But like I said, you it's so good at first, but then halfway through it just the flavor isn't there anymore, and so I have an issue putting it at number one. I yeah, Bang is definitely not my number one. I think I think what Bang does have over a bunch of different uh, brands, I guess, is they have so many flavors. That's yeah. the thing. Like they have so many flavors. Um, I will say the diversity is unmatched. For sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. I will say the Candy Apple Crisp Bang. That is not only the worst Bang flavor. That is the worst liquid I've ever 
Dang. Dude, it is awful. I don't know if you tried it. It's terrible. I have, and I don't have the same opinion. But <sighs> the thing is, it. I love apple cider and stuff like that. So for me, it's it's great. But <laughs> also, like, I can also see how people despise it. It's either a love or hate. Like, there's there's absolutely no in between on that one. So yeah, I, I like that one. Hate to say it. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I, I only tried it once, so I haven't given it a huge chance. But the one time I had it, yeah. I literally almost spit it out. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, it's Bang. Like, this is, like, really good. And that, that was back when Bang was, like, my go-to. Like, I only drank Bang, really. Um, have you tried Miami Cola? I have not. I heard that. What dude, does that taste like? It, it, it tastes like, like, oh, swamp water is all I can equate it to. <laughs> it is so disgusting. Like, if you want to, if you want to absolutely enrage yourself to the point where you just just don't want to be around anyone for 13 years drink some miami cola and that'll do the trick because it is so gross and it's a waste of three dollars you'll never see that three dollars again um you'll be a poorer person because of it and it just it's awful so there's my review on that one good to know good to know yeah that's pretty much how i feel about candy apple crisp um I think I think my favorite bang flavor, which might throw some people for a loop, uh, is key lime pie. Somehow, Whoa. I know. I don't know. Have you had it? Yeah. All right. So let me. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. let me let me know what you think of this though. I don't know how they did it, okay. but the, the bang makers somehow made that liquid have the consistency of a key lime pie. I don't know how they did it, but I I don't know. That's just my opinion. Whenever I take a sip, it feels like I'm eating a key lime pie. It, it has that consistency, and I don't understand really? how that works. For me, it's just like a tease because I love key lime pie and it tastes like it, yes, but it just isn't. It's just like a really, you know, it's like an imposter. I'm just, you know, you kind of get the vibe of, oh, yeah, it's key lime pie, but then you just are missing that little punch at the end. And so for me, it's just like a tease. So I can't, I can't get through one. Ah, man. But, but I can respect the, I can respect your reasoning behind it. Oh, I appreciate that. I think if I had to, <laughs> I think if I had to rank my like top three bang, I'd probably go key lime pie. Starblast and then probably Blue Raz, yeah. That'd probably be my top. Starblast, that's good. Yeah, it's Starblast. I remember the first time I tried it, my initial reaction was, "Yo, this tastes like a strawberry ring pop." Uh, mm-hmm. you remember that candy from like when we were kids? Um, Yo, those were those slapped. And then I was like reading like bang reviews one day because I was just bored, and that's like what I do in my free time. And someone said that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like someone actually, someone else actually understands that. So I don't know, if that was yeah. pretty cool. But uh, I, I do prefer Rain over Bang right now, even though Rain doesn't have as many flavors. I think. Um, but I do agree rain also kind of die, like the, the flavor kind of dies down as you go down, which yeah. sucks. But I think initially the flavor is just, it's unreal. I, think. I would give 3d a try and just, I think you'll understand how like it just, it keeps the flavor really well. Yeah. So I think you'll appreciate that. Yeah. I definitely got to buy or like, I, yeah. I, I've never like, I've never seen 3d in any of the, like the convenience stores or grocery stores. Are they at Walmart? Cause I, yeah. Uh, no, they're not at Walmart. Uh, I think they might be at target though. Target. Yeah. It might yeah. be. If not, I'll, I'll go to Amazon and buy like, buy like a bulk yeah. pack or something. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, okay. So uh, so something else we both consume a bunch is proats. Yes, sir. Proats. I think that's I think that's my favorite food right now. It's just you know something I look forward to every single day. Um, so I know we we have kind of a different taste in proats toppings. Can you kind of share like your go to proats toppings? Yeah, I would say my go-to, like, no matter what, no matter what's going on in life, frozen blueberries, sugar-free syrup, and maybe a banana gets in the mix somehow. Mm. But always frozen blueberries. Like, that is my staple. It just, 
I, I don't know. Like you just have to try it and, and you'll just understand it just all works, you know? And so, yeah, that's like my go-to right there is frozen blooms. And then you put the sugar-free syrup on top and it like freezes to it and it's quite out of this world. Oh man, that's I, I really do gotta hop on the frozen blooms chain. You gotta train. hop on my dude. Dude, I do actually have frozen blooms in my in my freezer right now. I just like refuse Bro, to like to slap those on. <laughs> I just I just refuse, man. Man, maybe I'll just like drop kick those one day. You know, dude, absolutely hurt something. <laughs> but uh, you did actually oh, yeah. get me on uh, the sugar free syrup train. I actually a couple weeks ago I started putting it in. Uh, it actually it makes it taste like pancakes, dude. Like it's yeah, it's unreal. Changes it. It's unreal. Because yeah. yeah, I just do like. I, I mix a or yeah I do like half a cup or three quarter cup of oats I uh, put a banana in there with water throw it in the microwave so like the banana's heated and then I put on peanut butter sugar free syrup and then cinnamon mm-hmm. mix that just unreal I literally just makes my entire day do you um do you like measure out how much sugar free syrup you put on or do you kind of just like go with the flow with that I go with the flow on that I used to like. Yeah, I used to measure out things a lot more meticulously. Now I'm just like, I don't care. I want to absolutely drown these proats in some sugar-free syrup right now. Because, I mean, we're talking a, a difference of like 10 to 20 calories maybe. And I just, I don't care as much anymore. I used to be a lot more meticulous. I made a few videos, you know, kind of on my tracking, like when I used to track and then kind of work my way out of that. And so now, yeah, I just, I absolutely just drown it like the Titanic in some sugar-free syrup. Oh yeah, I actually that, that's great. I, I was actually thinking more of just like in terms of like the consistency of the oats. Like I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to like, oh, like yeah, no, I, no, I, I, yeah, no, I don't at all. I just kind of, I just you know slap it on top, and I don't really, uh, I don't really think about it too much. No, gotcha. But I, I do one hundred percent agree. I also don't measure things anymore because of that. Like, there's no point. Yeah. Like you know, like especially with like peanut butter, and like I just I don't care. I put two giant scoops in. Is what it is. You know. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, I actually I do actually measure out measure out the syrup. I think I think I've done three tablespoons. Like that gets the consistency consistency really well. Um, that's that's what I'm doing. Well, I don't after. even I don't even put it in until so I do I cook my oats in water. Then I put a scoop of protein, mix it in, and then I just do sugar free syrup on top. And then like with each spoonful, get sugar free syrup in there. So I don't even cook it with the sugar free syrup in it. Do you do that? No, I uh, I no, I put it on. I just I only cook it with the banana in the water, and then after that, I take oh, it out. And then oh, you cook it with a banana though. I've never heard of that, That's dude. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's I can't believe like I really didn't start getting into proats until like you know a year ago, and I just can't. Yeah. I just, it's hard to picture a life without them now. It's crazy. That's a sad life without it. So, dude, that's yeah, what I, that's it's what been I'm a saying. staple in my life like for the past two years, honestly. I know, dude. It, it's oh man, I love proats, dude. It's it's unreal. Um, so good. But uh, but yeah, all right, Nico or Nico, my bad. I I, do, <laughs> no, I hate when I mess that up. But uh, mistake, common mistake. Oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, dude, I really once again appreciate you hopping on. This was this was wonderful. This turned out better than I expected. It was always always a pleasure to talk to you, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's just you know, with TikTok, it's hard to get uh, information across sometimes, especially sharing your story. So just having a kind of a platform to be able to talk about things a little more in depth. Hopefully it was helpful for some people and thanks for having me on, my dude. Absolutely, man. Keep doing what you're doing on all things social media, man. Once again, that's at Nico Felice. I'll leave his at in the description. Go check him out on all platforms. Post great content. And yeah, thank you all for listening. Have a great day, everyone.